to once again worship you. Lord, we know that we need you. Lord, we know that you are our salvation, that you are our liberty, that you are our mercy. Lord, we thank you for those truths. Lord, I pray that we grasp hold of those, that we cling to them, that we live day by day knowing that those truths are in our lives. Be with us this afternoon as we continue into your word. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have you been in a, a state in your life, and I have, and I would venture to say most of us have, that you just feel like one thing is piling on top of another in your life, that it just continues to build up over and over until the weight just becomes almost unbearable. There's enemies, trials, troubles, temptations, doubts, fears, whatever it may be in your life just continues to pile on. The weight begins to be too much to bear and you feel like giving up. Or you begin to doubt. Does God really care? Is He really that merciful over me? Why are these things happening to me? Maybe you start to believe that you're lost. Maybe God's love is not over me. The trials are too hard. They're too many. I don't feel the help coming. I don't feel the rescue near. I feel like I'm alone in this fight, losing a battle. David felt this way multiple times. And you can see in the beginning of many of his psalms, this exact sentiment. But one thing David does in all of his psalms is he ends with the truth of the hope of the salvation of God Almighty over his affairs. David is realistic. The trials are there. The troubles are there. The enemies are there. But they are not final. There is only one thing final in David's mind, and that is the victory through God Almighty. So let's turn to Psalm chapter 3. We'll read these eight verses here. Psalm chapter 3. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, There is no help for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I lay down and slept. I awakened. For the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for Thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon Thy people. Selah. We'll take our title from that last verse. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Now there's two points in today's message. One are lies and the other is liberty. The lies that we're told from the enemy and the liberty that we find in God Almighty. Now in this psalm, David was running from Absalom. He felt defeated. He wasn't just running from just an enemy. David had ran from enemies for most of his life. Someone had been after him. But now it's his own flesh and blood, his own son, 
David realizes he wasn't the best father. He didn't handle everything right as a father. He didn't handle the affairs of his children correctly all the time. And now the consequences have come, and his own son has taken his kingdom, he's taken his concubines, he's taken his soldiers, he's taken his people, and David is fleeing with a remnant of people who are faithful to him. David feels defeated. How does he win this battle? What's the good outcome? To defeat his own son? To possibly have his own son killed? That's not what David wanted. We find out later he commanded that Absalom's life be spared if he's caught. It didn't happen. But David didn't want to see his son die. And yet he finds himself in a world of trouble. A world where it just seems like he cannot win. He has enemies chasing him. We have enemies. Just like David had enemies, we have enemies. And all of David's enemies were not people. David's enemies were spiritual as well. And that's who our enemies right now are, is a spiritual enemy. David had to fight against doubt. We fight against doubt. David had to fight against despair. We have to fight against despair. David had to fight against depression. We have to fight against depression. We have enemies just as he had. And ours are a spiritual type of enemy. Enemies of the mind, enemies of a dark realm, it's spiritual. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The devil is after God's people. He is your enemy. He wants to see you fail. He wants you to doubt God's salvation. He wants you to despair and believe that there is no hope to come for you. He wants your depression to take so much hold over you that you bow your head low and you give up in the fight. Ephesians 6, 10-12, that's why we're told to put on this armor of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. There's evil in this world. There's evil leaders in this world who want to take your spiritual freedoms. There's spiritual evil in this world that want to take your hope. And they tell us lies. They tell us lies. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. And here's a lie that they tell David. And that the spiritual enemies tell us all too often right now. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. David's enemies are telling David, why don't you just give up? This fight is over. You've lost. The spiritual enemies of today are telling you to give up. Your fight is over. You cannot win because you will always fall prey to temptation. The sin urges are too strong. You continue to fall into them. So why don't you just give up? Or you have a problem with alcohol? You just can't beat it? Just give up. You have a problem with pornography? You just can't beat it? Just give up. Are you an angry person who lashes out? and you continue to do it over and over, just give up. There is no hope for you. You're too far gone. 
God looks down at you and He looks at you with disdain. You are filthy. Too filthy for a holy God. Give up. That's a lie. A lie from the pits of hell. Satan wants you to believe it. He wants you to think that you are too far gone. But I tell you, every single one of us came from the deepest, darkest, miry pit. And yet he reached his hand down into that filth and pulled you up. No one is too far gone. No one is too far out of the reach of the mighty hand of God. Because as you heard this morning, He purposed before this world began that you were His own. And no matter how filthy you are, no matter how deep down in the pit you are, no matter how far down in the murkiness of sin you are, He has called you His own and He will have His own. He will reach down. There is hope. But Satan tells us there is none. He tells us lies. He says, you're done for. Give up. Who's going to help you? God? No. He doesn't want to help you. Doubt will tell you that God really doesn't hear you. Despair will tell you that there is no salvation for you. Depression will tell you that there's no point in trying anymore to just give up. Satan tells you there is no hope. No one is coming for you. Have you felt that way? I have. I have spells where I feel that way, like I'm just too far gone. I don't see any hope. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. My depression takes over. My doubt takes over. My despair takes over. But that isn't the end of this battle. Just as David was hearing these lies... Just as he was hearing that in verse 4, he says, I cried out unto the Lord. When you feel yourself in the darkest place, when you feel yourself just depressed beyond all measure, despairing beyond all measure and doubting the truths of what you know you are given in these Scriptures, then you have one option. One. Not two. One's not to give up. That's not an option for you. You have one option. That is to cry out to God. Don't think that giving up is an option for you. It's not because He has called you with a purpose. Giving up is not an option for God's people. Throwing in the towel is not an option for God's people in this battle. You are in a spiritual warfare. Raising your hands in defeat is not an option. But raising your hands in praise and worship to God is your only option when you cry out to God. And cry out. Do it verbally. David says he cries out with his voice. I think David called out audibly with his voice. God, help me! God, I don't know what to do. God, the lies are pouring in that you're not there for me anymore, but I know that you are, even though I don't feel you right now. I know you are there. Call out to God. Cry out to Him. Cry out in the midst of your enemies. Psalm 34, another time that David was running, this time from Saul. And he does a somewhat foolish thing, and he runs to the Philistines for uh, protection. 
And he's the one that had already killed Philistine. So he acts like a crazy man to see if they would take him in. He's drooling on his beard. He's scratching at the wall because he can't go back to Saul or he'll be killed. And if he goes to the Philistines after he killed their giant, they're not going to like him either, but they see him as like, hey, David has gone crazy. But in the midst of this, being in the enemy's camp and running from Saul, David does something in Psalm 34, verses 6 and 17. Now he realizes his state. Listen to this. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. In verse 17, the righteous cry, that's you and I. Even though you don't feel righteous sometimes. You are righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. He has imputed His righteousness onto you and you are righteous, so therefore cry out. The righteous cry, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Do you know what happens to you when you cry to God? He hears. His ears are open to His people. When the unrighteous cry, God does not hear. His ears are closed to them. But you are righteous. You are called. From the beginning, He has called you. So cry out to God when you feel depression. Cry out to God when you feel despair. Cry out to God when you doubt. Because He will hear His people. Psalm 61. If you are in this state of despair, doubt, depression... Go to Psalm 61 and 62. Just do that when you wake depressed. When you're depressed in the middle of the day. When you're doubting God. Go to Psalm 61 and 62. When you feel that the enemy is after you. Like you've never felt it before. That their darts are hitting you left and right. That you cannot get away. And all you need is some protection and shelter. Go to Psalm 61 and 62. In these Psalms you will, feel, you will see the protection. The shelter. The fortress. The rock that is higher than you. In Psalm 61, verses 1 and 2, he says, Hear my cry, O God. Give heed. He's pleading at this point. Give heed. Open your ears to hear my prayer. From the end of the earth, from the end of the earth, I call to you when my heart is faint. David isn't only calling to God when he feels God's presence. David doesn't, always, doesn't only call to God when he feels full of hope and full of joy. His heart is faint. He's weak. Spiritually weak. He's worn out. He's desperate. He's despondent. He is faint. And he's pleading, God, hear me from the ends of the earth. I'm as far away as I can be. Hear my plea. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. David has been told lies. God does not want to come to your rescue. There is no help for him in God. God himself has abandoned you, David. God himself has abandoned you, church member. That's the lies that we're told. But I tell you that this battle does not stop with lies because there is liberty when you call out to God Almighty. There is a liberty, there is a liberation that He gives you from the fear, from the despair, from the depression, from all the sins that are attacking you, from all the doubts that you feel. There is a liberation in calling out to God. Why? Why in your darkest moment, just because you call out, can you feel at liberty? Verse 4, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and He 
heard me. Your liberty is knowing that God hears you when you cry. That is liberation. That is a joy in the midst of trials. That is a joy in the midst of tears. To know that God hears me when I call. The righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers. Because you are calling out to God. Now we need to call out to each other. But we can't always save one another from some of the spiritual attacks that are in our minds. But God can. God hears you and delivers you. There is liberty in crying out to Him. He hears. Now this word in verse 4, the Hebrew is onah. And it's in the Old Testament 240, oh, 329 times. But out of 242 of those, it's actually translated as answers. So the word here is He hears and by implication He answers. God both hears and answers the cry of His people. It's not just calling out and God says, Okay, I heard you. And He leaves you in that state. God hears and He responds. God hears and He comes to you. God hears and He reaches down for you. God hears and He lifts you up. There is liberty in knowing that when I call out to God, it does not fall on deaf ears. There is liberty in knowing that when I call out to God, He does not just simply hear, but God responds to my cry. He responds to my plea. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and He heard me out of His holy hill. God is in heaven reigning right now, and at His right hand is Jesus Christ interceding on your behalf. Your cries are going and Jesus is interceding through His blood at the right hand of the Father saying, That one is mine. I have purchased Him. You have given Him to me. I have purchased Him and I have not lost Him or her. They are mine. And He intercedes on your behalf to God who is on His holy hill in heaven. And then this next verse just... The way, that, the way that it reads, I'm crying, I'm pleading, there's lies coming. And I laid down and slept. David, how are you sleeping when you're running? How are you sleeping when you feel despair, despondency? I laid down and slept. And I awakened. For the Lord sustained me. Four means because I laid down and slept and I awoke because God. I am able to sleep in my darkest times. I'm able to lay down and rest in the midst of the trials. How many nights have I tossed and turned worrying about my troubles? How many nights of lost sleep do I have worrying over things I can't even control? But David, in the midst of the lies he's being told, in the midst of the thousands of enemies that are surrounding him, says, I will lay down and sleep. And I will awake. Because God sustains me. Because God is carrying us. David is able to rest because he is being carried by the strong arms of God. Verse four, uh, chapter 4, verse 8 tells us, 
And this is a very similar psalm to, to uh, Psalm 3. David in Psalm 4 is also crying out to God and pleading for Him to hear Him when He calls. But in verse 8 he says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. Not just sleeping, not cautious rest. I will lay me down in shalom and I will sleep. For Thou, Lord, only makest me to dwell in safety. Only when you realize that there is a hope, only when you realize that the lies that Satan have told you are just that, that they are lies, you don't grasp hold to them, you don't let them fester in, you don't start to believe them, then when you realize that they are lies, when you understand that they are lies, when you acknowledge that those are lies from the pits of hell and that you have a sustainer who carries you, then in peace can you sleep. And you're sleeping in a confidence that makes no sense to this world. David is running for his life in this psalm. And in verse 6 he says, I will not be afraid of ten thousand of people that have set themselves against me round about. I will not be afraid of the fiercest enemies, the darkest thoughts, the deepest depression, the greatest doubts, those biggest moments of despair. I will not fear them because there is someone who sustains me. I will not fear. That is a confidence in a God who saves. That is a confidence in the God of salvation. It's not a confidence in David. David's not saying, I've got this, Lord. Leave it to me. Send on the 10,000. I've slain my 10,000 before. Send them on. That's not what he's saying. I have confidence that in the midst of 10,000 surrounding me, I am protected and I am safe. I am safe because of verse number 3. But Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. I can be confident because God is protecting me. I can be confident not in my own abilities, not in my own skills, but in the shield of protection of God Almighty. Oh, what a strong contrast between the lie and the assurance of the shield, the glory and the lifting up of the head. What a contrast. The lie says, there is no help for you in God. The confidence says, God is my shield. God is my glory. And God will lift my head. Despair says that you have no protection. That you are vulnerable. God says, I am your shield. I will protect you from the fiery darts. Doubts tells you that God will never be the glory of a vile sinner like you. God says, I am your glory through the all-cleansing blood of Jesus Christ who has purchased you and made you His own. Depression tells you to look down and buckle under the weight. God says, I will lift your head. Stand strong and firm in the truth of the gospel. Believe the truths and hold your head high. I will lift your head. That is a confidence beyond all of our understanding. I saw a, a, a basketball video the other day. Basketball's on the mind. We've been at tournaments. But there was a player who had just messed up very bad. Could cost the team the game, and he's walking with his head just, just down, 
looking at the floor, just dragging his feet. And one of his teammates runs up to him and grabs his head and throws his chin up. And pats him on the chest and says, hold your head up high. That guy's shoulders began to lift. He began to walk with confidence again. When your head is hanging low, God comes and He lifts your head up and says, Don't look down in defeat. Don't look down in despair. Don't drag your feet. Lift your head up high because I have got you. Lift your head up. Don't live in despair. Yes, you failed. Yes, you sinned. Yes, you doubted me, but I am here and I will lift you up and I will protect you and I will be your shield. Lift your head up high. And walk with confidence because God is carrying you through these storms. And God is carrying you through these trials. Lift your head up high. The lie of Satan says, God is not there for you. And God says, I will lift you. I will carry you. And I will guard you. And I will be your glory. The Lord is our shield. Psalm 33.20 says, Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. 84.11, the Lord is a shield and a sun for us. He is our protection and He brightens our days. In the midst of darkness, God is a sun for us to give us a light and to protect us. I, Psalm 115.9-11, O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Do you fear and trust in the Lord? He is your help and He is your shield. Proverbs 30 verse 5, Every word of God is tested. That means it has been tried in battle. It is tested and it is true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. You can take confidence in the shield of God because it has been tested through every battle. He walked, Jesus Christ walked on this earth sinless, facing all of the temptations, and He has been proven true. And He is here guarding you today. And He is your proven, proven protection against all the darts, against all the traps, and against all the weapons of the spiritual enemy that you now face. Do you see the similarity of this in Romans chapter 31? If God is for us, who can be against us? Can famine or peril or the sword, death, anything, nakedness, hunger be against you? Nothing can be against you when you have God on your side. Nothing can take you away from His love. Nothing can take you from His firm grasp. He has got you firmly in His hand. And He says, I will lose none of you. You are mine. Can enemies expect, do you expect to be taken away from the mighty hand of God? Do you expect that the enemies can win against God Almighty? Have a confidence and a hope in God Almighty. Because this battle is still raging on. That's why in verse 7, David gives a war cry. Arise, O Lord! Save me, my God, for Thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. There is still a war raging on. He's saying, God, rise up for my cause. Rise up and protect me from these enemies. Our confidence isn't 
that the enemies are gone. Our confidence isn't that they have gone away, that they have slunk away in defeat. Our confidence is in the God who sustains us in the midst of the enemies, in the midst of this battle, because the battle will rage on until you are called home eternally. You will fight a battle here on this earth. He doesn't always take the enemies away. You may still have doubts. You may still be plagued with despair. You may have depression. The enemies don't go away, but there is a God who is more powerful to sustain you through the fight with these enemies. He is still here. There is hope in Him. No matter what the lies of Satan may say, there is hope in Him. Verse 8, salvation belongs unto the Lord. Salvation, deliverance, victory. Victory belongs to God. Isaiah 12, 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. I will not be afraid. Psalm 27, verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? No one. No enemy. I fear none of them. I dread none of them. Because God is my light and my salvation. God is the source of all the blessings to His people. He is our glory He lifts our head and He is our shield. Salvation is His today, right now. So call out to Him. Cry out and know that your cry does not fall on deaf ears. Cry out and say, Arise, Lord, and fight my calls. Arise, Lord, and carry me. And know with a confident expectation that He is your salvation. And He is your hope. Let's pray. God, we know that there are trials that still face us in this world. We know that there's temptations. We know that there's doubts and lies that Satan and the darkness of this world will throw at us. Lord, protect our minds. Put a hedge of protection around our minds from these enemies. Be a shield unto our minds. Lord, we cry out. That You would be our protection in the midst of these storms, in the midst of these battles, because we know with all assurance that God Almighty is our salvation. So Lord, may we stand tall. May we have our our heads lifted by Your mighty hand, knowing that You are our glory, and that Lord, You are our shield of protection. May we walk away knowing these truths in our lives. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.